0: Hello, welcome to our old world show, The Road to the Old World, hashtag Squarebust. The Um, new old world. The new old world. A brand new place for problematic lore. There's a perfect Warhammer fantasy.
1: There's I, too many syllables in there. I've actually been working on that way too long for there to still be too many syllables. In I there. really
0: wish Watch. we I'd have told you about a little secret thing before we started the show uh, properly, because there's there's a very funny, uh, a very a recently a, a, a quite famous Warhammer forty k content creator has got into Age of Sigmar, and that's great. Like, if you're into it, just get into it. Like, I'm absolutely super happy for you. He um, used uh, <laughs> it by saying... "By saying <laughs> I'm not going to do it. It doesn't matter. I'm going to send you a video okay. later. I'm okay. going to send you no a video problem. later. It's great. It's a terrible start to the show. Anyway, hello, everyone. We're doing Chaos Dwarfs today. Uh, maybe maybe uh, part one of... I think we discussed it being a, at least a three-parter. Um, well,
1: considering we spent no time uh, actually discussing our discussion... About the show. I'm gonna have to follow you, but I will pull the curtain back a little bit here and say that I did say we got up to three weeks until the drop of the up to the total war. Of the total war. Warhammer in, fact, actually, three.
0: in fact, actually in actually the uh, the total war or the Warhammer three or the Chaos Dwarf drop from Total War specifically is what we're talking about. Um happens this Thursday in three weeks. So we've actually only got this week and next week.
1: I thought it was on the Friday. It's a Thursday? It's so a the fourteenth, it's a Thursday. Are we starting a, fu- uh, a a Chaos Dwarf campaign in, in, in two weeks? I don't know what you're doing, but I'm staying in this chair for four days.
0: Yeah, I ain't moving. I've booked off four days. Yeah, I'm just yeah. streaming. I'm, I'm not even doing it like in. I'm streaming the entire thing for four days. I'm hype as hell. So if you want to join in, play some battles, whatever you want to do, I'm going to be <laughs> like very creepy with it i'm going to be naming characters taking over regions having like so <laughs> it's going
1: to be all very. all right weird. there's a lot to go over then because man that release looks ridiculous for a lot of cool reasons so uh roberto um i just wanted to say before we get started uh that i am working I a little, little hobby progress here for the audience nice love that okay this is just a little tease here i, I said I, I wanted to thank my friends at uh the honest wargamer network for popularizing a little thing called slap chop because slap chop allowed me to paint up um 18 i feel like i'm at like an AA meeting here uh slap chop allowed me to paint up 18 cavalry bases and 40 20 millimeter infantry bases last night and they Ooh. look great they, well done they look great what are they bases for what what uh army is going on them? these are these are form these are reformed um ghouls what the hell are the ghouls uh blood blood eater courts blood blood flesh eater courts. clorets clorets clorets
0: court court courtesans uh, uh you know the uh, the uh, blood clots. The blood clots. Uh, they <laughs> like a food. What's it? What, what is this? Um, hmm. interestingly, uh, yes. a prestige the of ghouls. a prestige. If you yes. uh, if you kept up with uh, some Dawnster. Fleshie, nope. well, Fleshie oh, Courts the third most <clears throat> satirical faction in all Warhammer.
1: Oh wait a minute, that's right. Okay, sorry, that 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 one was overshadowed by the, his other ones. Uh, of course, it's the third most. Yeah, yes.
0: yeah, yeah. So, and if you don't, if anyone who's watching this hasn't watched it, there's a video by a YouTube content creator called Dawn. So we go check it out. Effectively, talk about flashy courts, which are a pastiche of uh, like uh, over consumerism, while inside a class structure, um, and which is then obviously also. Uh, like uh, Bretonians because they're Bretonians and pre- Bretonians is a prestige of class warfare uh, and class um, uh, mm-hmm. effectively. Uh, and so then uh, the prestige is to not have horses. That's the like, the answer is to do the same but don't have horses or backwards wh- whatever the situation is. Uh, very interesting. Look, very fun. The
1: the uh only takeaway i remember from that thing and there are so many that i could have taken away but uh it's just that this gave in our uh, satire of late stage capitalism and i just absolutely fucking love that so much <laughs> yeah they are
0: they are it's great um by um, the way yeah uh, thanks to Pragmatic in the chat uh, for resubscribing. Eddie makes uh, a bunch of you. Uh, thanks everyone for joining live. I see you all. It's great to see you. Um, okay, so yeah, we were going to talk. It's great that you're doing uh, the bases. I printed out eighty Chaos Dwarfs this week. That's a good
1: start. It's good start. Do we get to? Do we get to watch the the footage of your former? Chaos Dwarf collection. Never. Like, never. <laughs> you can tell people about it because I like, but tell people about this this journey that you took at the one time because this is worth it. So I have I have spelunked far, deep, and wide into the world of whatever fantasy content is published out there. And I'm on a, on a Chaos Dwarf kick that I went on last summer in anticipation of Roberto coming and me picking up some probably Chinese uh, Chaos Dwarfs, um, I found a YouTube video called I Think My Legions of Asgore uh, Collection. And it was uh, this dumbfounded individual from I think somewhere in Canada, unpacking what he thought was just a, you know, dwarf army, the chaos dwarf army that he bought off of a somewhat notable uh, uh, Age of Sigmar streamer. When in fact, what it was, was the most degenerate horde of chaos dwarves I think probably ever assembled uh and it was of course uh mr rob's uh chaos Dwarfs that that he had sold uh in in, in it to, to finance the channel i think i sold um, it for like 400 quid i, was I hate i hate i hate talking about that part about it rob we're gonna leave that where it is because <laughs> i didn't buy it for 400 quid <laughs> and this thing like you could have you could have sold I don't even, it's, it's absurd. It is a pathologically absurd, large amount of, I can see why you just fire sailed it, because you were like, this is just, this is a weight on my conscience, knowing that this is in a closet somewhere is just one of those things where someone it
0: wasn't in my closet it was it was it was it was an active what's interesting about uh my, my former chaos dwarf collection and f- for people to like why i'm so excited specifically to, to be talking about chaos dwarfs i know we're going into the old world we've got protonians to deep dive tomb kings all sorts of stuff but obviously with total war coming out feels really relevant but chaos dwarfs to oh, me yeah. were like my army and then even after the old world got destroyed um i then went on to play them in uh fantasy at pretty high competitive level for at least two to three years so like they were were my
1: south coast army was that the like here's your free reroll dice what did what did you win your you you won oh uh, no 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 no, that Uh, was just that was just
0: that was just with something i painted a week that was spiders and and and, uh and and not frost lords thunder tusks hilariously because you could combine them at the time Um, But I did take Chaos Dwarfs, actually, to South Coast for the last 8th edition event of um, Warhammer Fantasy Battles, came top Chaos Dwarf, actually, at that event.
1: And you played that list. I did, I played Uh, that list. In this very casita, when you came and visited me. The
0: secret source is ask me top chaos dwarf of how many and then also and what position was that right that's the secret source yeah yeah thanks chat you've got it so it would be top of two <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> thank hey. you position 98th um so
1: <laughs> hey they've just they tossed you out a rusty blade and you guys just fucking spock kirk danced that one off and uh, only one of you came out tops so I, so I
0: so I three owed I think uh, I, yeah I three owed on the uh, on the Saturday and then um, and like and the third game was like a big upset because at that point it was a guy called Scott the Boss playing Beastman and he was like mm. quite a well known Warhammer Fantasy Battle player at the time um, Scott and that the was boss. I mean he's legendary it's legendary he owns a store now down south and uh, he was uh, and I smashed <laughs> him up um, and then everyone was like what the hell because I was playing Combat Chaos Wars which is what you were not meant to play um and so like i was like talk of the town in the evening and then came around to sunday morning and i got fucking hammered twice like absolutely <laughs> Ruffle stopped, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I went too high. I flew too close to." The- I played some bloke who was clearly like one of the Polish team or something that had flown over, and I got my first yeah. like. I got my f- my first ever pure confidence Warhammer game where I like uh, we were deploying our stuff, and he was like, "He was like, hey." I was like, "Hey, like if you please, like, yeah, please, I play him sometimes." So I was like, "Oh, he's playing ogres." <laughs> I was like, "I was like, oh
1: nice." <laughs> I was like, "Nice," and I was like, "Meanwhile, oh. back at the friggin' commie block." He's got like, uh, like them cut out of cardboard, and he's been running reps into Chaos Dwarfs just, just to get the extra, just, just to get the reps. Yeah.
0: And then I like deployed my guys, and then I was kind of like, I, and then, like I was like, oh, we're gonna have a big fight. Like, look, all you're fighting. He was like, yeah. I was like, you've only got one hand cannon. I've only got one cannon. I was like, yeah. And then he just deployed every single one of his units in the corner, yeah. And then just. Shot a couple of things out of my army. I was like, haha, I won by like 100 points. I win the game. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, this is the one of the worst games of Warhammer I've ever played. You know that? And he was like, yeah, I know. Like, he's like, I know, but I win. <laughs> 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 but I win, you bitch. I was like, oh, wow, okay.
1: Anyway, so Chaos uh, Dwarfs, huge fan. I, so that just reminds me of the time I went 3-0 at, uh, at the LVO. And uh, I... I gave fucking Sean Naden like one of those across the room. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I knew what I was doing, but also I was three and zero at the LBO. My penis was very large at the time. Yeah, it's huge, yeah. engorged. I think flying. I, hi- I think
0: flying high on a Saturday night is easily one of the most comfortable experiences you're about to have before the crushing Sunday defeat.
1: But um, for for other folks out there like us, I mean, I don't want to include you in my skill level. Feel free. Uh, But, uh, you know, if if and when you get to that 3-0, don't think about 4-0 because that is the one that matters. So don't think about it. Celebrate the 3-0. Marinate in the 3-0. Talk as much shit as you possibly can. Screen cap those standings. Text message all your friends because by the next day, probably by deployment the next day, it's all over, baby blue. So, <laughs> you got
0: nothing, baby. Yeah. So yeah. you
1: ride, you ride, you ride as high as you can, and you I, just stay, stay drunk. I think, my fa- I think my, the four zero glass ceiling is so real. Yeah, I awful. agree.
0: I think my favorite confidence play that people do is they screen cap their list on the Friday night and say this is the winning list, and like a couple of times it's worked out for people that they've retweeted themselves on the Sunday night, being like, see, right? That's a big confidence play which I really enjoy, but. Like, just... Anyway, Chaos Dwarfs. Um, let's... Chaos Dwarfs. Chaos yes. Dwarfs.
1: Chaos Dwarfs. We, have, we were on a bit of an aside. Now, yeah. I did Dell use you with a lot of links, so I'm curious to see where you're going to take us. Okay, well, I'm going to start with the models, I think is going to be
0: the, the interesting convo. So, like, Chaos Dwarfs is one of those really interesting things which we're pretty certain are going to make it into uh, the mainline game. Um, and if they, it doesn't, it's a bit insane because... Total War just released, uh, or, or have just started previewing their <laughs> DLC for Total Warhammer. Uh, to, quote, uh, to quote a current 40k con, uh, content creator, the the MacBook game, the the Total War, the fantasy. Um, that's that's a direct quote, uh, which I loved. Uh, so <laughs> uh, we like the reason that we covered it is because that video, that video had like a million and a half views just alone. The launch video, I think it might be even higher now. And that's just on one single. Space um and then obviously we've got the old world coming up, so interesting whether or not they come in and they also kind of they kind of also f- blend into this meta narrative that we've been covering a lot on the old base uh, the old uh, Squabast, uh, but also old world show in that what fantasy battle was really this like absolutely patchwork amalgamation of things that they just bash together and like and I feel like Chaos dwarfs as they eventually became was, again, a huge part of that, where it's like, because for a while it was banned at tournaments. You weren't allowed to take Chaos Dwarves because they were a Forge World army. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's such a weird book in what is a very weird game system because you have to remember that if you are new to the old world or you're new to Warhammer Fantasy, uh, over that 30-year period, Games Workshop was effectively just a bunch of mates randomly releasing product Um, like just insanely and then not talking to you for three years they were like book and you're like oh my god we're kicking off the start of a new edition and then just nothing for three years yeah
1: (laughs) yeah. but so actually that that's only a slight exaggeration This is something actually i learned over the weekend which is that when warhammer eighth edition dropped it was nine months before the first army book came out and that was orcs and goblins And uh, so like I think this particular book so which came out uh, So chaos dwarves were re-released for the first time. So it's eighth edition their last book before that was second edition Um, and that was that's the classical stuff and we'll go through it I assume but like It was nine months and then I think this book is 2011 or 2012 to So it would have been after the this this stuff would have been released during the first sort of set of releases for eighth edition um, if I recall correctly, but it's absolutely wild that they could do that.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely wild. Um, uh, but like, yeah, and yeah, very, very interesting. So, like, kind of let's dive into it, right like where it started. So, I've got this article which you sent me, which I think is a great place to kind of take it. Um, so, we've got this uh, this article which kind of takes us back to where Chaos Dwarf started. Um, oh and, yeah, uh, and it's, it's quite like, a great little. Because I think Toor is a really nice juxtaposition for this conversation to do with Old World. Because we know from dev diaries that Forge World or members of uh, Specialist Design Studios, SDS, our new fans, only faves,
1: they... I have to protest at the fact I can see Val's eyes. Oh, it God's is very sense. disconcerting and I am not sure I you can You can't continue. hear this. But... I feel intimidated. Also, remember chat. Drop a tenor and make what, Rob Adam? listen to the nice lady. Speak. Okay,
0: so uh, so now people can donate money and it does text to speech, and only I can hear it, so it ruins the podcast. Uh, <laughs> but the podcast people and also YouTubers can hear it, right? So now, okay, it, <laughs> but then my guests can't, so then it's wildly funnier i think uh and everyone hates it um, <laughs> and i and i hate it so thank you to ziki for donating 10 pounds uh for all of that nonsense
1: anyway i don't even know where I wa- now i'm i'm pretty sure you could use your go xlr to route that to to your guests i'll try i'll try that for i'll do that
0: later as you can see i've upgraded a lot so let me integrate uh at that point where were we
1: what was i saying uh, we were talking about uh, Chaos Dwarfs. SDS. Uh, SDS. SDS, so yeah.
0: Specialist Design Studios, have consulted loads on Warhammer Total 3. In fact, I know, because I know you've read it, the dev blog from Total War and from Creative Assembly have said mm-hmm. that they're, whenever they do DLCs now, they're going to do it with three legendary lords. As far as I'm aware, we're pretty tapped out on like 8th edition legendary lords across the board. So they're going to start... Okay, not even close. All right, good. Well, I, I lo- <laughs> I'd love to talk about this. In which case, there's also the opportunity that they're going to. There's also the opportunity that they're going to like really go into. Or, for instance, the Chaos Dwarfs. They've definitely gone back into the the past for some of the legendary oh, yeah. for some of the legendary lords. So, and my assumption is that there has to be. And I know that this is the millionth time in our entire lives while being friends. Well, I've said, Games Workshop and these people must have communicated really well with this game company who are producing this game and there must have been some synergy probably isn't but <laughs> <laughs> like i know that's an overconfidence but my point is that i think total war is going to be a really good frame of reference for old world in like almost almost like mirror universe because no, they're the same universe like they're mirrors to each other and what I mean by that is is like, will we see Chaos Wars released and all three of these characters sculpted, or we will we see them never talked about?
1: Like Well, we know we're gonna see all three of these characters sculpted. Am I right, MNG? <laughs> okay. Am, I, Am I, right? I right, 3D printers? Let's go. <laughs> uh, yes, my 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 resin printer is uh, is gas powered because uh, so it's more evil that way. Um <laughs> I just roll
0: coal I, while I'm 3D printing. That's what I do, I just roll coal.
1: <laughs> I want to say that uh, this actually is probably the only documented example of them confirmed 100% working together. There's the Cathay um, army book that was created. Mm. And to be quite frank, it sure looks like the, the – and we, we can get into it later, but like it sure looks like a lot of the, the Chaos Dwarfs' designs are just the CAD models from Games Workshop uh, from from back in the day. So like this because they they're they're very one to one to the models um, in the Total War designs. I don't. Um, think It's, it's actually like... pretty wild. It's amazing how 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 bang on the Total War uh, Chaos Dwarf uh, bestiary is.
0: Yeah, I don't think I don't think ultimately that like uh, I know we have a lot of love for miniature sculptors like on the show and and generally as as a community but i don't think that three d sculptors who are working like computer games or other stuff and not do not have the tech, tech expertise or technical ability to just one for one recreate that i don't think that the designs were that that um complex or like I, I legitimately don't think that there isn't like a couple of computer game sculptors out there right now or several or most or even some 15 year olds with blender that co- could have probably one okay, for one
1: fine rob i'm
0: just saying like maybe right okay you know
1: what i jumped over you so badly over the cost of model kits last year that i deserved it <laughs> so, like, last week that i deserved that. <laughs> So you know what? Jump on, jump all over my comment. You're right. Okay, you actually guys. are right. No all doubt right. about it. I mean, people who have actual technical skills can just apparently toss off incredible sculpts like it ain't no thang. Yeah. And charge me ten bucks a month for them. Booyah Patreon. Booyah. Booyah. We, we got. Uh, fuck. We got so much content to get. We could just. Fuck. So yeah, many, so many things to talk about. Okay, so let's talk about something specifically. Okay, let's
0: talk about this specifically. Right. Okay, so we're going to start with where Chaos Dwarfs came from as miniatures, mm-hmm. and then I thought because I've I've briefed myself on this and I've caught myself up with the background lore of Eighth Edition Warhammer Fantasy about Chaos Dwarfs. Um, but I thought that this would be, we'll see how where we get to with this because this
1: is quite fun. Uh, okay, so and, when did, the, can we shout out the source of this? Because I think someone did put a lot. So of so into and this so uh,
0: YouTube us uh, and also podcast us. Uh, both of you will uh have in your show notes the link to this article and anything we discussed today, if you want. Hashtag square bast.
1: Mm-hmm. Credit 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 the artists. Yeah, credit the know?
0: artists. Yeah. So uh this is on the ninthage.com is where it is. Um if you guys want to go check it out. And again the link will be in below. So the, our first picture and our first instance of Chaos Dwarfs uh seems to be that Chaos Dwarfs were originally d- just dwarf just they were just warriors of chaos, but dwarfs. Yep. Like, pretty much. uh, Which is the initial picture. So, they didn't really pick up a lot of their, like, background lore or mythos for
1: quite a while, right? Uh, It does not uh, appear to be thus. Uh, Like, a lot of, like, even, you can see even there, like, a lot of their core look and style still is not established yet in these. But, I mean, 1980's third edition Worm Fantasy Bells doesn't yet really look like what we think of as fantasy. fantasy um uh, really coalesces i say uh, like around fourth and fifth edition which would be your like um what would they call that i don't know what, what is that's the very vibrant red? what are they call? there's like a there's a color palette uh reference to that era of games workshop it's like red blue era i guess or something like that i can't remember what it is oh it's um, is
0: it so- so this is, yeah, this is, that's fourth edition onwards, right? It really feels yeah. like, like Games Workshop as we currently know it as a, as a company. I mean, there's, there feels like there are three ages. There's everything before fourth edition uh, Warhammer Fantasy um, is the, the age of myth. Uh, then you've got fourth to um, the like the 2014 version of Games Workshop where they came out of the hole, started using social media to now like third wave Games Workshop, which will trigger some people. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, so, so we're in third wave. So this, this is, this is in the age of myth. This is when they were making, and we're about to see some miniatures. These, they were making some crazy fucking minis. Yeah. Uh, like, yes. I don't know how much drugs was happening but i feel like it was not no drugs
1: <laughs> well uh yeah probably not no drugs but i mean you know i mean uh, how many offices anywhere ever they operate effectively on no drugs come that's on, that's man. fair that's really fair that's come fair on. that's come on let's, let's be, legal. Let's legal. legalize weed this at is, least
0: Hashtag this, is,
1: this is this is thatcher era you got to take the edge off or maybe put the edge on uh <laughs> depending on who you are <laughs> Uh, so, 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 yeah,
0: the original s- pictures that we saw are just there, and then for podcast listeners, I'm describing a bunch of dwarven, and there is, there is actually, I don't know if you notice in this little lineup, there is what would eventually become um, the Forge World variant of Chaos Dwarves, right in the very absolutely. back. Absolutely, uh, yeah, absolutely yeah um so like which is a little early nod so right the far back in the brown on the back row between the green and the yellow there is what what you know eventually becomes chaos dwarfs Uh, literally i would say one for one pretty much apart from the terrible sword
1: yeah and i you know i do love that about games workshop design how they will often just (laughs) i don't know if these guys knew that they were designing for all time when they were doing these things but yeah that guy becomes infernal guard and like the base chaos dwarf warrior later on yes
0: yeah, it's pretty cool. And then you've got a bunch of other stuff because they do just look like Chaos Warriors, right? You've got kind of big corn hats. Uh, you got Skull Mask. you got all sorts of all sorts of bits like that. Oh, yeah, and front left. That's a good shout. And then, yeah, there, here's a few versions of, like, just a Chaos Warrior and then a Chaos Warrior who's small because he's a Chaos Dwarf, uh, mm-hmm. right, which is pretty fun. Um, they look very, very cool. Uh, then you got, like, a bunch more kind of, like, you, you start to get some, like, little, like, Chaos Dwarf war machines uh, and some, like, um, you know, Ranged weapons, which makes sense, right? Because they're a dwarven race, so you start to see that kind of integrated into the into the the lineup. Uh, then you get some actual Chaos dwarf war machines. So you get uh, the Tenderizer, which looks like a chariot with a fist on the front, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. The tenderizer.
0: Like, yeah. This is silly ten- shit. having watched uh, uh, Always Sunday in Philadelphia. I think that's actually called the Ass Blaster Four Thousand. Technically. Ass Blaster 4- <laughs> 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 uh so that's there. we see our first kind of bull centaur um oh yes well oh, wait, no, it's a the, the
1: actual the actual ass blaster is coming up it is coming up oh we, yes like, yeah. it's right around the corner here yeah this legendary of... there's a legendary citadel model coming up guys
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's also the whirlwind which i think is like the proto version of what we'd eventually see is like the skullcracker engine like long term Um, uh, And then, yes, as Val alluded to, uh, you have a demon. uh, So the Chaos Dwarf uh, Demon Cannon, (laughs) um, better known as the infamous Ass Cannon, um, cannon. is a demon uh, who has been uh, strapped to a board, uh, chained down, his uh, anus lifted to the sky. uh, That's incredible. (laughs) um, To quote quote (laughs) some hip-hop artist, face down, ass up is the right way to think of him
1: indeed uh and he's got a scorpion tail just to give him I guess the maybe some privacy between shots uh you know he can let his let his tail hang down a little bit there but yeah like this is also a wonderful photo of the ass cannon because it hints at what's going on i I don't know that I've seen a reverse image of this this is my first, actually scrolling through this article a year or two ago it was the first time I encountered this model I've never gone to see what what the full ass blast looks like but this is clearly. This is clearly... The ancestor to the Hell Cannon.
0: I think one of the really interesting things about wargaming often is that the bit that you spend the most time on, like normally the front of a miniature, normally has the most kind of like ornaments and other elements, and the bit that you paint up nicely, and it's always facing your opponent. They get to kind of see <laughs> your army nicely arrayed before you. Yeah, yeah. this is yeah, this yeah. is a nice flip on that, where you get to see the demon's face looking quite strained, and your opponent's just going to see the gaping more
1: of their <laughs> butthole of their purpley insides Now, the, <laughs> the other thing about this like the hell cannon i always imagine as shooting like some sort of like magical miasma across the 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 table something that it's it's conjured but clearly the implication here is that they are cramming very large cannonballs in this demon's butt and it is, yeah, what, is it, them.
0: what is it about <laughs> this like... particular demon's butt that then, like, well, I, at what point were they like? Oh, that man, when that demon poos, it flies. Look at the
1: velocity
0: on that. <laughs> and then one of the other dwarves turned around and was like, "What? We put a cannon up there? This feels very much like two men having a conversation. This is only a man. This is only a man invention.
1: Yeah, certainly a chaotic dwarf man invention. Absolutely. Uh, it's a uh, it's a special it's a special little piece of the, of of the citadel." uh uh you know history yeah. uh and also uh, somewhat unknown i think uh this one you don't you don't encounter this. this is some pretty excellent content i gotta say on our part yeah i uh, think i think talking about is, the ass cannon
0: i think this is old school no one's really no one's really investigated or deep dived no one's got to the heart of the ass cannon
1: because especially since like this did later on oh my god the reverse image of the oh my i'm not gosh. looking at it
0: i'm not looking at it. <laughs>
1: Actually, this is far too tasteful, to be honest, but I'm actually looking at that exact uh, that exact paint job, uh, the reverse of it. It's a little disappointing. I would have done more with the butthole myself, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, to each their own. I mean, we're not going to hobby shame here. No, no, we're not. We're not. Right, okay. And
0: then we see, uh, and then moving on from the ass cannon, if it's possible to, uh, <laughs> just title of the show, <laughs> Chaos Dwarfs and the Ass Cannon. Um, uh, we have a, we have a Hellcannon or a little small proto hell cannon here, um, on the far right. And then we just got a bunch of others, like there's some blunderbusses, uh, we see some like, uh, uh, d- like, uh, magical dwarfs as well, which is obviously like, um, uh, when we get into it, and we get into the lore, that's obviously like the antithesis of like how dwarfs are like pitched really in, in this. Uh, and then you've got some Blood Bowl, uh, minis as well from second edition. Um, wow. Wow.
1: Look at those guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're pretty interesting. Uh, they're pretty interesting. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then we go from uh, what is, I guess, their 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 pro release. So uh, 1990s, we get the fourth edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle. And and just to keep us up as the Warhammer Fantasy historian, fourth edition Val was kind of the kickoff of um, of proper Warhammer Fantasy, right? Uh,
1: well, I wouldn't say what we would recognize as proper Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. Um... I mean, that also has to do with, you know, our our particular vintage. Um, But yes, if you were if, you know, when a a young Val wandered into a games workshop, this is what this is what Warhammer looked like. Uh, And uh, this is specifically in those days, Chaos Dwarves, they look like this. Now, they are way better looking in modern paint style, I have to say. Uh, I don't know about you. uh, These guys what painted better. Well, the big hats, like the big hat, like, so for like we're, right now, podcast listeners, we're looking at, uh, some, some chaos dwarf warriors painted, I'd say in a more modern style. Yes. Uh, I would agree. and these are the big, these are your big hat, like Orthodox Russian chaos dwarves, I think is, is kind of what we're looking at here. And, uh, they are, um, they look great. I think in this style, as opposed to the sort of that red style of, of GW that you would have seen them. Uh, you know on the on on the in the codex like
0: yeah um i I mean ultimately painting has come on pretty prodigiously right since like since the ye olden days and like even some modern like some old models uh getting like new paint jobs really do kind of like bring them to life in a different way yeah it's um, wild
1: to how that happens yeah. yeah yeah
0: like i I I mean i I personally think most old models look
1: like ass cannons <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> what do you shoot that out of your butt uh, I think also. I think also too light. I'm actually looking at some of the old, uh, old sort of uh, Games Workshop, um, like heavy metal paints of these. Maybe not that different, but basing has come a long way. So the contrast is created from the basing. And also, I think just the photo and the ability to take the picture. Like the picture quality and the lighting is better uh, on this person's uh, particular I mean those miniatures helps.
0: we're looking at now so again some big hat miniatures for the, the podcast system at home. Like the faces are done well. there's there's like uh, there's eyes that you can see pretty well. so ultimately they're, they're pretty good versions. But here we see like the big hats. So previously like we said, they were just chaos warriors um, in all but name. Um, and they therefore they followed that kind of like chaos warrior aesthetic. They didn't really have their own. It's only when we get to fourth edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle that we start to pick up this Assyrian um, uh, like uh, look to them. Uh, which I guess like I guess to be hashtag square bast about it is the yeah maybe
1: it's a good time to talk about yeah
0: like that's like so they they are the evil dwarfs um, who s- enslave people and a dark and swarthy uh, and uh, and <laughs> and um uh, and uh fornicate with bulls so uh we'll 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 just acknowledge that that's what they're described as um mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm sure there's some real world depictions or uh, problematic kind of um cultural appropriation there and then we'll move on I guess uh like but th- that exists right that's that's very on the nose or am I wrong
1: Uh, I would say there's probably all kinds of problematic issues with Chaos Dwarfs. Yes. I mean, they do, they have, they have a certain look, uh, that, uh, you know, you might have run into in, say, the beer halls, uh, of, of, of Munich in, (laughs) say, the 30s. uh, You've at least seen a poster. You've at least seen a poster. You know, you may have seen some concerning propaganda about people who may or may not look like some of these caricatures. That's true uh, spiked teeth, the very large nose, uh, the curly hair. There's some unsettling imagery going on here, guys. Yeah. Not gonna lie, but I think really what it's supposed to be is unsettling imagery of sort of, uh, the Eastern, uh, like the Russians, if you will. And we're allowed to not like Russians. And, <laughs> and, 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 and demonify Russians. <laughs> that's okay that's right, okay guys? that's okay guys that's like, okay. so like we can do this con- we can do this hashtag square best no problem, yeah, hashtag no, square problem. Best,
0: no problem that's why we had to what, talk guys? about it
1: you know what it's it's fine but um yes you will note uh, quite distinctly that this this probably quite tone deaf uh uh interpretation of them uh is moved away from very fast uh, <laughs> when- <laughs> Really and fucking fact, fast. As, as a matter of fact, this army is consigned to this army is squatted alongside squats. Uh, this army does not make it from fifth to sixth edition. This army is uh, completely uh, put in the closet and forgotten about. Uh, despite how beloved it is and maybe how not on purpose, fully uh, awful it is. Um, you know, it is completely abandoned um, to the dustbins of history and assumed to have been sent away forever. Uh, but we can get into their triumphant return later.
0: Well, yeah, this, but this is where this is where they pick up like a lot of their culture and law, uh, like that they're like you know that they are they are like Assyrian-esque in many ways. Mm-hmm. They have big manufacturing. They build big war machines. Uh, you see bull centaurs, uh, so they're half chaos Dwarfs, half bull. So you start to see that element. You start to see the bell Taurus, uh, the lamassu. You get all of this. Um, like uh, additional extra law added into them as an army, you get blunderbusses and you get all that element uh, brought in them as well. You start getting. Oh yeah, them. we
1: haven't even we haven't even talked about the slavery. Well, we, ha- yeah, we not yet
0: <laughs> <laughs> coming soon. Well, but also what's exciting, we get to talk about Grimgore High and Hide because they're obviously integrated. Oh, very good, very good. yes. yeah, they're they're integrated into like law even beyond their own faction in quite a specific le- uh, like uh, a specific way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, what do you think about all the savior jokes in Warhammer 3 vlogs about the faction showcase videos? Hashtag square base, hashtag square name. Yeah, so, like, uh, if you've been watching the Total War videos, um, uh, it's quite interesting the way, like, the uh, Square Assembly of... That's uh, no, not, Creative Assembly. Um, mm-hmm. Hashtag square bast assembly um, have been dealing with it. So um, uh, so Chaos Dwarves famously just take... I mean, maybe we'll cover this later when we talk about lore, but they take slaves, right? But, um, uh, but in, uh, in Total War, they've been describing them as... Uh, as um, labor. uh wait, labour. Yeah, they've been they've been capturing labour, and I'm like, that isn't what that means. But <laughs> <laughs> but like that's kind of like it's interesting though because they're evil. They're an evil faction.
1: So like it's yeah. fine for them to be evil, right? Because they're evil. I mean, these guys are Very unabashedly, evil. like clearly evil. Like there's nothing there's nothing confused. This is a, something I will credit with these guys is that they are undoubtedly like this is actually the trap i was describing with scar that i kind of kind of got into which is like night goblins are these fun mushroom doing like kind of zany cool bad guys but they're not they're they're savage murderers and like they're awful and mean and cruel and i don't know if the chat's not gonna like that but like the way depicted when you start thinking about what goblins get up to they don't sort of match up to the the way that they look which is like a lot of fun and kind of silly chaos dwarves are evil, bad, awful MFers top to bottom. So there's no like... There's no like getting this one twisted. There's no no. <laughs> you know, there's no. I like... tried earlier,
0: by the way. This is not cause... a
1: dog whistle. This is no. a foghorn. You know, yeah, what this I mean? is
0: a foghorn. Earlier on, I was re- reminding myself of the lore. I was catching up, and like, um, and we'll get to the lore bit. But effectively, they're 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 a tribe. The Chaos dwarves initially a dwarven tribe separated out during like the Great Immigration, um, mm-hmm. and then they're like they're surrounded on all sides by chaos and you know like they have to like uh you know take part in it and obviously there's a there's a there's a really good conversation about just like being a member of a society no matter what situation you're in right and like having to live and exist and then create Um, But then these obviously went on to then create form and propagate a much more like, not a much more evil empire, but a um, evil empire in addition. And I was just trying to, in my head, I was trying to like, I was trying to like be like, yeah, but the the other dwarves left us, fuck them. And I was like, no, (laughs) no. And then like the next line's like, and they took slaves. And I was like, oh, like there's no, there's no redemption here. Like this is just out and out evil um yes. which is which is which is which is fun like i get to i get to when i play with these guys i get to just be the bad guy i just get to be the evil guy which is fun um uh like and as long as as long as we're conscious of that i think that's very engaging uh we also saw we also started seeing uh, the lambasu which i have to say so you got the so in the law apparently <laughs> Yeah, I know. Right. So in the lore, you've got bull centaurs, right, which is a bull, which is obviously like something that they've integrated a lot into the, the design aesthetic of the Chaos Dwarfs. And then it's got the wings of a dragon. It's got fiery hooves. It It's like basically a dragon, but it's a bull. That's the easiest way to describe it. Right. That's the easiest way to describe it. And then no, uh, like, yeah, go on, go on, go on. Say what you okay, want. Bro. Let's
1: talk about the bull centaur. Go for it. Oh, bull centaur? We're talking, we're talking about the Lamassu. Oh, no, Cause...
0: no. So then, so because the Lamassu is described as, and I quote, yeah, a strange aberration of the bull centaur. And I'm like, this is a strange aberration of crack. This is like, who yeah. was doing like LSD and they saw this in their mind and they were like, this is a model we should make.
1: <laughs> I, I, it's it's wild uh it's it is it is uh it's terrifying and you know what i i'm of of the many things in warhammer that i've seen that uh you know have been translated into porn the lamassu is one that i'm actually intrigued to go find out more about because <laughs> this is just it is a wild thing if you guys don't know what a lamassu is l-a-m-a-s-s-u uh, just go have a little like Google around and uh, tell me what Rule Twenty Six things you find about it because it is uh, it is a, a breathtaking creature and it's mm. also it's a spellcaster. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a magical it entity. A, it's 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 wild. I love the Lamassu quite a lot. And I was also this cool. is also one of those models that as a kid I saw and I was like, what the is that like, no i don't like that at all but now in my old age oh baby i do not like this I'm... at all apparently this comes
0: <laughs> apparently this comes straight out of uh, uh babylonian legend we're going to talk there about this go. right now so uh the name lamasu is not without its problems first line this is from an article not me yeah the sumerian word Lāma, which is rendered in akkadian as lamassu refers to a protective deity who is usually female she's often represented as a standing figure that introduces guests to another superior god she's actually a servant her male counterpart is called alad or akadin during the neo assyrian empire large monumental uh, monumental balls often with wings and always with human heads were placed as gate guardians uh, at the entrances of royal palaces like Korsbad and know. The general idea behind them was that they were warded off evil. Uh, usually they have five legs. Lion-bodied protective deities are also known, usually called sphinxes. These monumental statues are called... Okay, there we go. And obviously it's also known uh, from the palaces of some kings. Um, so they're, they're Assyrian. Yeah, yes. and like,
1: actually, now that we say that, that the, this particular... Th- I'm trying to think of... I feel like there's like a famous ruin or 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 examples of 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 this particular mythological beast that I've seen in the past and that's the first time I ever connected the two but it is wild like this particular interpretation of lamassu I wonder what lamassu looked like uh non games workshop version
0: oh there's we well, there's, for podcasts you won't know uh, there's a picture on the screen but not there it is like like not too dissimilar like I would say like pretty one for one personally
1: uh and i assume that i'm recognizing this from my stroll through the british museum
0: oh no Baghdad. (laughs) okay
1: here here we go i mean we've probably nicked a few and
0: is in the british museum so
1: this one's got to be in the british museum this is a very nice example i mean i can't imagine the british empire let this just stay where where it was made
0: but importantly for everyone at home i think it's important to note that even if it's based on something in the past um it's really really shit (laughs) <laughs> what you don't think he's shit it looks awful the the model the model is embarrassing
1: embarrassing oh, come no. on from this era not even close this isn't even like a top five derpy model from this era not oh even. This really isn't crack- this doesn't crack the top 10 come on we've looked at a freaking ass cannon and you your that, la- that was the that was the era
0: before. I'm I'm that's true, I'm, that's true. I'm enough, comfortable enough, to enough, admit yes. that the Ask cannon was the worst, the last <laughs> version, right?
1: I mean, I'm not I'm not I'm not even willing to say that. But I will say <laughs> that. I mean, like, look, this is the era of of clown hat and a gash. Uh, it is. This is. uh You know, there there are some real like real lookers in this era. And honestly, if you're gonna say that the the if you're gonna say the lamassu. Is, is a trash model Then like everything else in this range is trash. And oh, by see, the way, at the time, I would have said this range is trash. But wow. now I, I see it. I see it differently now. Well, like, yeah, OK. I mean, so the bits I do like
0: about this range is I especially like your little foot characters. Um, uh, and I really like the big flags. It's very fun. I like the paint styles. But here we get here. We get some of the big characters. So Astrogath uh, Astrogoth who won't make it into the 8th edition codex, uh, exists. And here he is. Uh, so we get the kind of like the backstory on Astrogoth. Uh, it's he a is. Bit... Yeah, he's yeah, the so faction actually... leader. You would think. If you is, yeah. So if you came from uh, 8th edition one of Fights of Battle, you would think it would be Drazoth. But actually uh, Astrogoth is the faction leader. He's he's the, the Teclis or the Tyrian sort of thing.
1: And the other thing, too, that's kind of interesting is you got to wonder if there was an Astrogoth somewhere on the shelf, uh, you know, like at, at GW, because it is he's he really is where they like he's the embodiment of where they go with the faction. You know what I mean? Like just the way like so he's a he's a dwar- he's a dwarf sp- he's uh, a dwarf spellcaster, but he's sort of turning to stone. So he's actually also, by the way, generally speaking, a very ableist game GW Square bass. Uh, but he is he's paraplegic he 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 does not have the use of his legs and he has robotic legs uh, and he is able to kick ass just like all the rest of the Chaos dwarves uh, so that's a pretty cool thing about astrograph yeah uh, so, so and the
0: reason for that is is uh the the are um so the 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 uh, the dwarves um, like normally a shoe magic um, and uh, quite interesting actually I was thinking about this earlier today so just just to finish that line off um, when dwarfs engage with magic uh, their body starts to petrify and turn to stone. Uh, that's effectively mm-hmm. what happens, and the Chaos Dwarfs are this really fun faction. One of the reasons I love them is they kind of finish, They fit all of the things. You've got the the black powder, pa- black powder weaponry, but you also have like pretty massive m- magic and sorcery and demons and everything kind of intermixed with the faction. So there's there's a nice mix of everything inside of it, um, which I really really enjoy. Uh, but yeah, so they petrify and. Um, they turn to stone, and then that's why he's uh, in a in a like a vehicle. But I was thinking about this earlier. Isn't it interesting with dwarfs? Dwarves are like, I'll not touch no magic. But actually, if they were to like, we're talking about regular dwarves. Like, if you were, if they were to engage in magic, their their body would petrify. Like, you would assume that it's like a racial thing, right? So like, it's a bit like it's kind of like not like like it's kind of um uh a bit like of a macho kind of like chest push like we don't do magic and like no no you don't do magic because if you touch it you start getting fucked up do you know what i mean yeah. so like their hatred it seems of magic reasonable. It, it i seems mean reasonable it, no it's very reasonable but they're like they're critical of like magic and its whole thing not because of some sort of like noble purism but because ultimately it's they something turn they turn to stone i actually I'll quite go, like uh, that
1: I'll... Ultimately, too, I mean, uh, just food for thought, uh, it uh, it destroys their entire world. Uh, so, you know, uh, maybe the dwarves were on to something with the whole don't F with magic stuff, uh, yeah. because the planet blows up, thanks to magic. Thanks, magic. Hashtag magic. Hashtag magic, um, the other end. Your the, the, <laughs> um, <laughs> They watch this, I assume. <laughs> maybe. Uh, Astrogath, so what I was trying to say about him is, so he is, like, the legendary lord in Total War as is uh, does he exist at this era? The, 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 so the, he, the he,
0: guy he, he exists, oh, what? The other guy?
1: The other guy. Zatan the, uh, Zatan the Black here, he's one of the uh, legendary lords, but also the, basically the, the, he's the, the big leader from... The Forge World release, which we're about to get to, does not appear to exist in this era. No. So he's a new character. Okay, cool. He's
0: a new character. So, uh, so we yeah we see a bunch of like uh, we start seeing like the overlords, the sorcerer prophets. We get this. We get this. We we really start to establish with chaos dwarfs uh, the uh, the whole mythos. We get the. petrifying sorcerers prophets, ziggurat cities hobgoblin sidekicks uh, petrifying, i
1: just i really sorry i want to hop in real quick is yeah. just the petrifying sorcerer thing results in a just a horrifying thing which is as the sorcerers progress and they turn more and more to stone they eventually become completely stone and they don't from what i understand die they are just frozen in stone and then they are used as monuments yes which is just a horrifying existence. Yeah. Horrifying. So you're like they're like these living sculpt, they're these living statues, it like trapped in their own bodies of stone. Wow. It's
0: fantastic. It's fun. It's, it's great. It's great mythos, like in my opinion. Uh, uh, and then and then we start seeing some of the artillery brought in. So we get the Earthshaker cannon. Uh, here's an early Death Rocket in Fourth Edition. Uh, as we said, this is kind of the introduction of the integration of Hobgoblins and also uh, Orc slaves is also something we we kind of get part of this story with. I don't know at what point maybe the orcs and goblins background had been put together. Um, uh, and then we'd have seen, we saw um, like Grimgore's backstory where Grimgore, formerly a Chaos Dwarf slave, uh, and Chaos Dwarfs themselves, the creators of Black Orcs. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that had been written first. And then we ended up with... We ended up with them going like, okay, let's write that story out now, if that makes sense. I don't know which one came first.
1: Yeah. Um, probably, no, the oh, Black Orcs definitely are first, because Grimgore is later addition to Black Orcs. Um, and I, as far as, like, whether or not Black Orcs, have, oh, I see what you're saying. Were they always an invention of the Chaos Dwarfs, the Black Orcs? I gotcha. I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know Chad Either um, chat does or
0: a YouTuber definitely does.
1: What are the what? So this is actually a, a great place to pause because they never revisit these models. So these guys, these guys are never redesigned. These these are the hobgoblins as they always will be, uh, ha, until very recently. Hobgrotz. So yeah. So in, so
0: in ages Sigma right now uh, during the most recent recent orc release we got grots uh, and they specifically. Are, uh, they work uh, on behalf of, um, probably not willingly, um, and also trade with uh, their dwarven smith masters. Uh, is how they're described in uh, Age of Sigmar. That's absolute, really? ca- absolute canon. They're absolutely in. Age- they've uh, chaos dwarves have been written into Age of Sigmar since second edition. They've already been given a location in Age of Sigmar. They're in the realm of death. Um, that's where they their Citadel and Hold is. That was written
1: into the second book, uh, second... But uh, cruel, boys, cruel Boys themselves, because I've always looked at them and been like, come on, those are hobgoblins. Like, that's what that is. And but they actually legitimately are written as hobgoblins.
0: They are absolutely, and and they allude to uh, and like their weapons and also armaments because they they have kind of like metallic armor and stuff, and it's kind of like ring metal pieces which has some kind of a Syrian vibe to it. Um, I would ah. definitely I would definitely describe, um, and they say it, it's in their law. It's quite cool. Um, it's, they also have grenades. Yes. Um, So, and I'm pretty certain we're going to get Chaos Dwarfs in uh, Age of Sigmar over the next couple of years at some point. I would expect that to happen uh, because they've been alluding to it for quite a while. And I think they know it would be a popular faction.
1: Yeah. And like, actually, it was actually shocking to me how recently the Chaos Dwarfs, and we we keep hinting at it, but the Chaos Dwarfs stuff, everything we've looked at so far from a model perspective is ancient, uh, like uh, mid-90s, early to mid-90s. Uh, and there's a big gap and then forge world releases uh, a whole new sort of redesign reimagining of chaos wars and that line of models existed until i want to say 2020 or 2021 um so like it actually it it lasted well into the age of sigmar era um and almost in complete in in complete terms so like um because i remember it was like it was months it it was basically a year after i found out what chaos wars were uh, I discovered that that was how long it had been since they've been out out of print. So, oh, amazing. Maybe, maybe, maybe they are. Maybe they are in fact making a comeback at some point. It was always the Dread Quick that got me. I love that oh, miniature. It's so cool! I we'll love that
0: picture. We'll get there. Okay, yeah, So then we saw more and more hobgoblins and a bunch of different hobgoblin scopes. We're back in. Yes, yeah, so de- yeah they definitely. Yeah, the hobgoblins I think is something that are quite uh, interesting. Uh, then you got some chaos dwarf mana war. Um, this feels like this was always never going to be a successful thing in my opinion, Man of War. I think that it was quite clear from the outset that no one in the world gives a fuck about <laughs> Man of War. Like, I don't know, I don't know who was Man like, of, yeah, Man- they want <laughs> ships. Like, what?
1: Well, okay, time out a second though. So, uh, so Man of War, for everyone who doesn't know, is the Battlefleet Gothic equivalent in Warhammer Fantasy. So it's a ship, it's a ship combat game. Lame. It's fought at an epic scale, like Lame. maybe seven millimeter. Like it's very, very small scale um and uh yeah the models aren't great but i like considering how much water there is in the old world like how much the maps are dominated by ocean because it is just a version of earth like it is a necessary part of world building to have the naval element and i don't uh, disagree with that i just
0: think i just don't know why they ever thought it would be i I really feel like it makes a
1: lot more sense than battlefield gothic because battlefield gothic is supposed to be represented in space in four dimensions and they they operate on one plane whereas you know at least this is actually battleships fighting each other
0: my my theory is is at this point games workshop uh founders and or employees had, had got the fucking money in the bank like they were they were <laughs> they they were they were, they were they were they were smashing it and they picked themselves up a yacht like one of them had got themselves at least like a two-seater
1: so, so someone right? had, had achieved like uh, like that that tear in capitalist life that they finally have a boat. Or, yeah, they got a boat. In in the UK you'd could get a canal boat, I think. Like you, something to, to... I don't know, to, if you live top. on
0: the coast, we've got a lot of yachts. We've we've got, the, we've, got oh, okay. we've got boat club boys. We've got boat club boys, I promise. Okay, um, all right, cool. So like I feel like at this Yachties. stage we had a couple of boat club boys and then they like turned to each other, like they were in the board meeting and they were like, You guys don't have a boat. <laughs> we should make <laughs> boats. <laughs>
1: yeah, we should make you boats. Know what the people- you know what the people really enjoy these days? Boats. Yachting. Uh...
0: <laughs> Boating's quite new, actually. I don't know if you know. Everyone loves boating. Um, okay, so...
1: <laughs>
0: Not just for the Navy anymore, eh, right, boys? Pip-pip. Pip-pip. <laughs> don't forget, we helped everyone at Dundee. Um... <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Dunkirk. Dunkirk, whatever. Uh, right, so yeah <laughs> right so blood bowl uh then we got a blood bowl team in third edition and this uh, by
1: the way is is a wonderful example of like giving old models that sort of new paint style glow up like yeah. these guys did not look this good when they were originally on the field you know what i mean like this this is a fantastic uh paint job i think
0: yeah and also just a p- fantastic looking team in my opinion like the Chaos World team by james wapple uh so then we got then we kind of take a break. So then, so as Val pointed out, fourth edition released, fifth edition or sixth edition, getting the fucking sea. Like They were like, what do you all think of Chaos Dwarfs? And then they were like, don't care. I also think someone walked in. I feel like someone walked in at some point and were like, is this? Are you saying, is this? And then someone was like, I promise we're not saying that. And it's like, well, everything about this fucking release is telling me you're saying that. And they were like, do you know what? All right, we'll stop selling this. <laughs> I don't know why they stopped selling it, but there we go. So
1: interesting, though. Like maybe there's another element to this. Maybe it's not. Maybe they're not being square bassed, Maybe they're actually being prejudiced because at the exact same at the exact same moment, the squats are squatted. Identical oh. timing. Maybe there was someone in the building who did not like short kings or evil short kings, and therefore, Nick. Maybe there was a sizeism issue going on. Oh yeah,
0: maybe maybe someone Think about maybe, maybe someone is sizes. That's a great. That's a great. Oh, another hashtag
1: square bass problem. Mm-hmm. Um, now this. So I just want to uh, the where shoot. I'm looking at my own timeline. Oh, we are looking here. So this is the hell cannon.
0: Oh, mm. uh, this is the hell cannon. Okay, so 2000s we get sixth edition Warhammer Fantasy Battle. We've squatted. Uh, we've been shortest as quickly as we can <laughs> with the the dwarfs, <laughs> and we've jumped straight in with uh, with uh the 2006 edition one battle, and we don't get much in the way of chaos dwarfs but we do get the now famous hell cannon uh so uh they push on from don't forget that we already start seeing like industry and like dwarven machinery but they really start to like coalesce this into the idea that uh, the demon smiths and the dwarfs uh, build engines of war made out of demons and demon simulacra or whatever I you say that. Uh, so you yeah. get the hell cannon with our three chaos dwarf <laughs> crew, which is quite
1: nice. <laughs> uh, the captive, the captive demon. Uh, I've just. I'm sorry. I'm just going to go back immediately to the ass cannon. But that idea of that that like captured demon artillery piece or like that that bound demon literally relates back to a butt butt-chugging demon firing cannonballs at people. It's very Yeah, it's catchy. quite nice.
0: It's quite nice that we get this evolution that like when we're playing Total War and someone fires a cannon, you'd be like, do you know, originally they shot that <laughs> cannonball out of a demon's ass. Out of a <laughs> demon's fireball. <paddle.
1: laughs> uh, but this is this is the future of Chaos Dwarves. Like This immediately announces, this is how, if we were to do it again, uh, this is how we would do it. Um, and uh, I think it's an amazing heel turn Uh, One of the most nightmarish models on the tabletop and in kit form. This is uh, in Rob's uh, treasure trove of fantasy that he sent me. There are three fine cast versions of this that might as well be just like something that someone forgot in their back pocket and sat on. And they're just atrocious models. Atrocious Um, models, yeah.
0: Really poor to put together. Uh, Either the metal ones were absolute ass or then if you got the fine cast ones, they were somehow even worse. Every iteration... (laughs) Every iteration of a Hell Cannon is absolute. I mean, it's in theme. They're all ass. It's all ass, no matter ah, the situation, right? From top to bottom. Yeah. Top to bottom. Top to bottom. Uh, the dwarfs are cool. You get some little dwarf crew with them as well. the The idea is uh, that a cannon is trapped. Uh, sorry, a demon is trapped inside of the machine, uh, but it's so ferocious that it must be pinned down. So, uh, looking at the miniature, it's staked to the ground. Uh, and then staking it to the ground uh, so that you can uh, so because it may want to run off and murder people. I have a I have a ass cannon. So we're back on the Chaos Dwarf cannon. So release. Cal- that's all. That's all we got for sixth edition. The ass cannon, right? Or the hell cannon. Um, wasn't much. And at this point, a pretty much dead. I'll, a dead release. So like,
1: just so how? By the way, like to point this out. So from from fifth to sixth, you you basically get indexes, right? Like like you did in 40k before and then now again. You had something called, um, oh, crap. Anyway, it was a book with all of the, the army army rules in it. So literally, they could have kept Chaos Dwarves in 6th in edition. No problem. They could have just been a bunch of, like, really generic stat lines. They did not make it. <laughs> they are They are purposefully excluded until the 2010s. Yeah, they are. At which point we got the launch.
0: I really wish I'd have been into the game at that point to see, like, kind of the reaction from people. But we got the the Forge World and uh, the Dawizar, the the release of the Legion of Azgor, uh, so our re-envisioned Chaos Dwarf uh, Masters. Some uh, some touch um, and nods to uh, a bunch of uh, the the older sculpts. Um, and they still, especially on the characters, uh, have that uh, like Assyrian vibe, although not as pronounced in my personal opinion um uh, but they still do have that aspect to them we get the big uh, war machines and we'll talk about all those in a moment we get very much more high profile high def uh bull centaurs and uh, bull centaur renders torox we got our special named character um so uh the sorcerer prophet draws off the ashen um uh, and then we have a bunch of other stuff uh we, in the original kind of og release um and then we get our infernal guard so like Um, helmeted, much much more kind of like dark and brooding um, Chaos Dwarfs. Uh, What did you think of this release? What do you think of this version of of Chaos
1: Dwarfs? So again, this is something that I would have retroactively got to learn about this. Probably like super late in the game because I wouldn't have picked up on it when I first come back to 40k in 2015. Um, It's probably very recently that I even became aware of this line. And I think they're just really... Awful and brilliant like (laughs) they have like that um like just the 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 deranged machinery that they they sort of design and build for these guys is is really awesome and then one thing that i do like i do kind of miss and this is actually kind of cool about the total war interpretation of this is that this sort of that core chaos dwarf warrior becomes the faceless infernal guard type guy Yes. um uh, and like so it has that that fully helmed look and so as a result like the the rank and file kind of loses maybe some of its personality oh my god oh my
0: god uh the entire time you've been talking sorry you have not been on the screen we can hear you but you weren't on the screen so sorry press the wrong button oh Continue. i
1: was worried i was muted so that's great no uh, no yeah I'm, we got you that's good no I, I muted myself so i unmuted myself so that's great don't worry that's fine um i'm back guys i'm here um Uh, worried about my son but i'm here uh the (laughs) so like the the helmeted uh this this helmeted version is a little same -same samey and and so that is one thing that i maybe didn't didn't make my heart sing when i first saw these guys and i certainly had no love for the big hats uh because i guess i hadn't obviously stared at a page of them for long enough to discover my love for them so yeah i would say the core rank and file was sort of like meh However, there's a lot more to love in this. Re- in this so,
0: release. so, so I remember picking up the Legion of Ice Core, and then someone like, like giving me, being like, "Hey, Robert, like, can I come and give you some of these old Chaos Dwarfs? I was like, "Yeah, that sounds great." And then being given some of the big hat, like, sword guys, and me being like, "Gross! What do you want me to do with these? <laughs> these yeah. are gross. I think these are awesome, personally. Um, I like, uh, like, for me, uh, they're the kind of right sort of like." Um, the kind of right bad guys that i really want in, in some ways for like a fantasy game uh, like i get that they're an army like they tell me that with all of their armaments and armor and, and manufacturing and all of those elements which i think is very cool and very visceral um which is really like really really fun then i get like the magic and mystery of them, with all of the characters. The war machines uh, add to that kind of dwarven feature of them all, which is really cool um, and a very unique. I think is really uh, it's fun. Then the the, the the demons and the the Tauruses. So yeah, I I like the release start to finish. I, one of the I things mean, I was
1: let's not, oh, hold, on, hold on, hold on, you can't just motor through. I know you're trying to go, but I'm like, not. No, I'm can't... not. I'm
0: not. I've got as long as we as we want.
1: Oh yeah, I, we got enough time. We can't just we can't just scroll by these war machines. These are the best war machines maybe ever.
0: Yes absolutely nightmarish to build uh absolutely oh God, yes. insane barely barely buildable is how i would describe them barely <laughs> functional as a product um uh, <laughs> uh but like wonderful very cool very evocative quite unique in game as well flame cannon versus like uh the dwarfs had a flame cannon as well which is really fun with this the flame better. cannon. Uh, yeah, this one is way way better. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah. then my favorite, the Dreadquake Mortar, is literally one of my favorite things. Uh, there's a big uh, slave ogre loading up the big cannon. Uh, we're, we're 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 we are uh, quite a quite an ass blast away from the ass cannon at this point in design aesthetic.
1: Yeah, but they do have an ogre slave whose job it is to load up the the big mortar balls. Uh, this this I'm pretty sure this particular unit as with all things Warhammer, some things are completely useless. I think the Dreadquake Mortar had some play. It was just expensive. Um, so it was also like something that you could weasel onto the table, but it is one of those things just like, well, why wouldn't you just bring a Hellcannon? But it is pretty awesome, I gotta say. Uh, it also it's... could literally be hooked up to the thing next to it, which is an Iron Demon, which is just a just a steam engine. Um, and you could you could just pull them around. They could all be like they could all be included on carriages, as you can see in the pictures. Mm. And they could be like dragged around the tabletop for some reason. I can't imagine an in-game reason why this would be useful. It wasn't when you, moved, theory, when you moved when you, when you
0: moved it in game. It couldn't shoot. It was uh,
1: pretty bad. I'm just gonna
0: put that out there. Like
1: wasn't good in my personal opinion. Well, well, I mean, like, I mean, why are you moving your artillery piece anyway? Right? Like, I mean, it's just just saying that it's one of the things about the ass cannon uh slash um hell cannon um is is that it could actually because it would actually lose control of itself and like sort of start rumbling up the field yes but it was actually like an actual capable uh like combat piece which was kind of funny to me Yeah, it was really good (laughs) like <laughs> so so and it's got chaos dwarf minders too. So like it's not messing around. Like if you if you try to go punk a a, a Hell Cannon, you might wind up accidentally getting punked yourself. Uh the Hell had amazing rules, gave it some really cool life on the tabletop. And the Dreadquake mortar here that we're looking at right now, also some really cool rules too. Um then there's the Iron Demon, which if you've ever looked at the rules for a steam tank and thought to yourself, you know what? I kind of get this. I wish it was more confusing and useless. Um, <laughs> someone, the skullcracker uh, said, I, I, and the iron demon are your the, models. They don't make any sense. Uh, the the skullcracker it, it, like there's some footage of the skullcracker in the in the most recent total war vid, um, like being used as a batting ram to take down a uh, take down a fortress like gate. And it is incredible. It is just my favorite thing I've ever seen. Uh, so like the imagery and also just like in Total War, the imagery of these things just like going, like just waltzing through blocks of infantry, like they're not even there. Just makes me think like how awesome they are. But it, then in the game, um, as they I discovered playing my, my my good friend, Adam Camilleri, we were playing, um, I got the charge on one. And then we realized that the iron demon literally does nothing. It <laughs> yes. just, it, it literally does nothing. It's, it just uh, sits there. It's yeah, yeah. hilariously bad.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. It was uh, they, they made me sad. In, uh, Interesting in Age Sigma uh, for a while, the Iron Demon and the Skullcracker were not bad um, because they did have rules for a while, which is quite fun. Um, and, and and ultimately, and and even the War Machines worked a little bit better in um, uh, in Age Sigma as well. Deathraker rocket launcher also awesome. Uh, a fun little additional like War Machine as well. Um, like yeah, very well, yeah. very cool.
1: Uh, we haven't I- talked much about third-party stuff, but uh, there is um, there's an incredible line of, of of dwarves that Rob's currently working his way through mm-hmm. from Lost Kingdoms. And they have a Death Shrieker rocket that is just an incredible piece that I really want to print out one day. Yeah,
0: absolutely great. Uh, and then, oh, uh, nice. and then we got yeah the bull centaurs. So like, so just for everyone to be aware, so chaos dwarfs uh, or the story at least in the eighth edition book at, the, at this point. So I guess that's kind of canon now. Um, is uh, that um when split off from the main uh, dwarves and they started to embrace chaos and embrace all of that they then started like obviously to entrap demons inside machines but also to generally they were twisted by chaos and also were trying to like engender new species as well so that they they're also like mad um uh like I don't know what the right word is. But they're 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 attempting to create new forms of life. Uh, and the Bull Centaurs are an element of that. Like uh some some people that like think that they're kind of like mad uh, creations from like Demon Smiths and other people think that they are like um twisted by dwarfs born in the womb, twisted of chaos effectively and turned into these. Damn. Uh so like and the blessings of uh, having bull centaurs is 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 great, and they're the they're the uh, the guards of the temple of Ashut. They're the kind of holy guardians,
1: uh, the bull centaurs. And uh, okay, well, that's pretty heavy shit. Uh, the yeah. only thing I know about them is uh, that they are uh, <laughs> centaurs in general. Uh, despite being half horse, are not actually cavalry. Oh yes, weirdly in the game. Yeah. in the game so that so they, they lose a lot of the benefits of being half a horse uh, and also uh, not bad.
0: monstrous beasts and so like, i think they oh they are or like yeah they, they were like, like, like i remember being very frustrated they weren't cavalry i remember one time like yes. it being bad
1: Spe- specifically do the armor saves as well like so their survivability is worse just because they like if they were riding themselves they would they would have better armor anyway it doesn't matter um these guys are uh terrifying to look at this paint job as well i don't know is this Uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is not a Games Workshop paint job. These, this is a, these guys are, these guys are legit.
0: Yeah, but they were never very good, which is sad.
1: I have, I have in my Chaos Dwarf collection, I have a bunch of the old, just centaurs, um, and, uh, I gotta, I gotta figure out what I want to do with them. I absolutely you know, I them love on, these as but well. I put them on the massive bases and just like on a on like just give them a tactical rock on a massive base and like use the old models, I don't know. I gotta figure it out.
0: The best things, the best things these were best for were like screens and tanks, um, which felt so sad when they were these like hulking beasts, which was rubbish. And then you got the Torok, who's like the hero version of this. Um, yes. I, I hope that we eventually end up with like a named character into Total war. Um, uh, so yeah, the Torok who's the named version with a big great weapon. Then we've got our like our hero. So we've got the big reimagining of the Baltorus. And yeah. we have Drazoth the ashen, which in my opinion is a is a fantastic, if not very delicate sculpt because it's all resin <laughs> uh based on like and also very very awkwardly uh, like very difficult to base it's just those two front hoofs. Yeah, you stick on. He's meant to have a flying stick, but that wouldn't really uh, go, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I like Drazoth the Ashen. I think he's a great sculpt. I don't, I don't think
1: he is meant to. Ha- I don't think he is meant to have a flying stand. I think he's meant to be exactly as as he is here, uh, just because of the way um, the way uh, Drazoth himself is, is positioned on the model. I think he um, does have a flying stand,
0: but so. like maybe I I seem to remember like like puttying over something, but I could be wrong um but yeah i really like huge balls though i do he does. The yeah they castles. yeah they put they put the they put the balls on it they they let the balls be real uh which i uh, think was interesting
1: the uh, uh yep continuing
0: no that's it that's it and oh, then yeah.
1: he's a legend this is the this is the uh one of the legendary lords lards, lards. uh for for the total war franchise he'll so be the, the one that, two... he'll be the one i play as oh really Yeah, you won't go with the you won't go with old stone legs.
0: No, I'm not going to go with stone legs. I'm going to be a classic chaos dwarf and immediately be a usurper to the crown, um, Mm -hmm. and go with Drasor. Okay, I like that vibe. Yeah. Plus, I I like a legendary lord that is like a melee combatant and also a wizard is pretty great. On a big monster flying around, like that'll be in campaign. That'll be really fun to use, and in mm -hmm. in battles.
1: Really great anywhere, but uh, the actual Warhammer tabletop. Um, <laughs> yes, correct. Yes, correct. Real problematic. <laughs> Trou- troublesome in, in the uh, in the meat space. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> uh, and then we're we're on to uh, like there was also the siege giant. There was the unreleased, and then we had the Kadai, which were demons kind of summoned slash enslaved. To the army yeah, these, uh, are, these which... are
1: bound yeah bo- bound fire demons the siege giant again hard to gloss over this sculpt i think this is a combination of the plastic giant and then Correct. just some nightmare fuel added to it it's a it's a it's a giant whose hands have been lopped off and replaced with just like big cleaver claws yeah and what a just a nightmarish reality for this big old numkin
0: fantastic sculpt guy. as well like very very cool um yes uh, and then uh post post the end of the old world uh, we did. They did for a while. look like they were going to continue support for the Chaos Dwarfs, uh, which is weird. That when they eventually legended it, because we got the uh, release of Shartor the Executioner. So our named, mm. uh, our named Bull and in my opinion, an
1: outrageously good sculpt. That is a thick dude. I've never actually. I've never actually noticed this guy before. I've never. You've never, never seen Shartor. Of... No. Never looked at this in my life. Unbelievably
0: good miniature in my opinion. Like absolutely brilliant absolutely brilliant um every element of shuttle is great it's got a really cool uh, axe like again just seeing it's nice seeing that evolution as well it's nice seeing that like oh what does it look like another 10 years on from that eighth edition release and then you really start to see like modern game design uh, sorry moni- modern miniature design you really see how much detail they can put into it which is really good uh, and then hmm. and then we also there was also uh, like a for some reason a warhammer world exclusive Chaos Demon Sorcerer that they started to release. Uh, which is <laughs> just, just for no reason. No reason. Dang, like, all right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, like we kind of talked about moving into uh, Age of Sigmar, there has been a Chaos Dwarf in Warcry, uh, and we have had Cob- Hobgoblins in Warcry. And that kind of that rounds us off. Oh, God. Uh, that kind of rounds us off. Um, well, we're
1: missing one very important one that will feature prominently in Total War, as well as features prominently on the tabletop, and that's the Kadai Destroyer. Yes, but
0: it never was never released from Games Workshop.
1: No, but there was a weird work. There, it was one of those things where they had the model, and it's actually kind of interesting, and maybe we can use this. Maybe we'll talk about Total War next week. I don't know, but like um, the Total War model for the Kadai Destroyer looks a lot like the model Forge World was working on. Well, so um, they,
0: they eventually did release the miniature. Um kind uh, of. Yes. So he got he got like re sculpted, uh, which I think is uh quite odd. Uh, I can't remember what his name was, um, but this the miniature I'm gonna show on the screen for everyone now. Um but this was this was the mini, um uh who kind of got re sculpted, they stuck a corn logo on his face uh yes. that's basi- that's basically it. I, I i i i owned him so i don't remember what his name is but he is the he's the kadai destroyer and then they just literally just took a corn bit on the middle of his forehead literally like brass i reckon they were like oh yeah corn now
1: he um, is scarac the bloodborn now yes
0: scarac the bloodborn but if you look at him he like and i think someone in the dev team said specifically yeah this was just meant to be the kadai destroyer so we just changed it a little bit and released it in age of sigma
1: the so like the i've actually it's been a while since i went and re-examined these models but like the um original work in progress could i destroy i guess it must have been like a warhammer day or something at forge world where they revealed him he's really badass like he's huge he's awesome um yeah but uh, he never made it past that uh, but now he does exist and imanji will make sure he really exists uh, in hopefully just a few months. Just
0: a few. Um, we should email him a lot. <laughs> uh,
1: he has a Patreon. Uh, I know. I was. am subscribed. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, the um, the one thing though that I will say is that as cool as this is, again, Lost Kingdom, the Lost Kingdom Kadai Destroyer is just maybe. Do we have? Do you have five minutes? You want to just yeah, quickly yeah. do? Yeah, yeah. I a Lost can, can go. Control? I can go get it. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like Lost Kingdom is is like the unofficial. Chaos Dwarf now, you know what I mean. Like well, you think are... this
0: this is where this is where you go to get your Chaos Dwarf. I mean, it's where I went to get my Chaos Dwarf miniatures uh, as an example. Let me just give them a minute; it's just loading. Uh, I mean, it's also where you go for your Bretonians as well. So
1: Bretonian. Okay, so I have so many nuanced opinions about Lost Kingdom because they they definitely they they definitely aren't just Games Workshop style. Like they are, they have their own aesthetic, and they also they're scaled they're scaled correctly which makes the bretonians for me hard because especially like rank and file bretonians are just 32 millimeter humans and they are just they don't look right when you put them next to games workshop shit. um but uh that's not to say that the dwarves however are not just breathtakingly perfect
0: yeah so i'm just opening some up now so everyone can look at them and if you are listening to the podcast then you just get, do go on to lost kingdom miniatures uh that's the place uh for all your minis um and for all the things that they have like and 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 yeah. it's, and they have like a bunch of stuff that like is a bit more world buildy you know like they have like um they have like weapons and and, and all sorts they have a lot of really fun stuff in my opinion so I'm just opening yes. up some. I'm opening some of these up now for everyone.
1: So some really see. cool, like Mesopotamian style, I, like yeah. I uh, could only. Like I could only.
0: Yeah, yeah. So just so, so your basic Infernal Guard. So these are the guys who I'm printing out. Uh, so they very much kind of are, in my opinion, an amalgamation of the Big Hat Chaos Dwarfs, while also uh, the Forge World Variant, or or mm-hmm. they're just the 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 Big Hat Dwarfs kind of like more modernized, um, uh, like which I think is quite fun. I don't know what
1: you thought about those minis um the here actually i gotta make sure i'm looking at the same thing as you are these guys um i think they are really exactly what you just said they're a really cool combinations so now you don't have just those faceless infernal guard with the with the melted on helmets um you kind of get that that height they look they look unique and very chaos dwarfy to me um i think these guys are phenomenal
0: yeah so these are the guys who i'm doing for my my chaos dwarf kind of infantry. then they've yes. done some bull centaurs i I don't think these are as good as the o g ball centaurs i'm just gonna shout it out um but they're you know they're fine uh then there's a like a ball centaur command as well which is fun uh then you got some like you got wizards uh, and they 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 kind of eschew the heavy armor which is kind of what how I picture the, the 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 them uh to be honest and then you get some like uh, you get the the hell cannon variant and this is really uh <laughs> are you a big fan of this? Have you printed that guy? No, absolutely not yet, no. I haven't no. But even bought this. The only thing I've bought from these guys so far is, like, the Infernal Guard um, uh, files. So I started that.
1: One thing about Lost Kingdoms that sometimes I think misses the beat is they go over the top with size. And I think that's kind of, unfortunately, what's happened with this thing, um, is that it's just too big. I think in concept, again, as far as, like, like really, like... Picking up on those Mesopotamian cues and things like that, it looks dope. Yeah. but I think in, in as far as something I would ever put on the table, I don't think it fits.
0: Yeah, I don't think it fits on the table as well, uh, in my opinion. So, like, yeah, I didn't pick this up. I wasn't a huge fan. But then you got to you got to respect the design. Then then our like Skullcracker War Engine again is machinacious, and it does have, and it's quite interesting where they went with the Kodai Destroyer for the Total War franchise, where it was very machine or heavy. Much yes. more than I kind of expected it to be, if, to be honest, um, which I thought was weird. Then they do have their version of the Kadai Destroyer, um, which is, uh, again, a mechanized kind of heavy runic bull. Did you like this version of the Kadai?
1: I love this version of the Kadai. I have printed this version of the Kadai. I had to print it, I think, at 70% size because it's just comically massive. Uh, but uh, this model is just absolutely one of my faves um one pro one place where it does fall down a little bit is on its is how it's actually set up on its base here yeah um i've actually got so you can see how it has a custom base design for it i actually have it on um its own base that i sort of made to sort of get him so they're more horizontal um i think they kind of screwed up the posing on them, to be honest with you but i just love this this idea of the kadai fireborn sorry not fireborn but destroyer i think he's cool
0: it's very cool. It's very cool. I mean, I think you could do that more like the time. Like incense,
1: the incense swinging off of him. Like there's all this smoke trailing and stuff. Like he's just, he's great.
0: There's another version of the Centaurs, which I much prefer. They're like a little these bit more. These are the more, renders. Uh, the renders, yeah. These are, these are a little bit more like uh, a little bit more stock, but a little more heavily armored. Uh, which yeah, are quite... these are
1: the big. These are the big boys. So the other ones are the just centaurs, and these are the bull centaurs. These are the renders. So these yeah. are the these are the monstrous cavalry-sized guys.
0: And then again, there's a there's we've got like a torok variant, uh, which is quite fun. Uh, and then I think we've got like war machines. Are kind of weird. They're quite fun. Uh, we do have the blunderbusses. I did pick up the blunderbusses as well because I was Can you... very keen to get in. The I love. I...
1: Like I, I just that's something that unfortunately, hopefully, old world helps fix because the blunderbusses in eighth just are so bad, um, and expensive. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love the idea of them for sure.
0: Uh, then I mean, I really didn't like the hobgoblins that they did or the yeah. man gobbos. I thought that they were too man like. There's too yep. too much of that, so wasn't a fan. Uh, <laughs> the The flame cannon is weird. Uh, pretty pretty mental. It's a it's a golem. Uh, brought to life, which <laughs> yeah. I think is very cool, um, um, with a bunch of flame weapons.
1: Yeah, it's a miss for me. Um, the um, I was just gonna say, like on the hobgoblin perspective, I have not found anything better than cruel boys as far as Hobgoblins Hobgob- are concerned. Agreed, agreed. I, I think, think cruel boys are... look fantastic. And, and, and now that they've added the uh, the wolf cab too, like so they have like the, the mounted options. Now you can make um, you know hobgoblin cons on on wolves and stuff. We're getting kind of. Tech-y. Do you want to anyway.
0: know, some, know something about the the hobgoblin release? Because that came out in the new Gloomswight Gits book. Please do. Absolutely zero integration with the rest of the book. Like it's as if it's as if they released orcs and goblins, but everything was just orcs, and then there was just a goblin unit. And you're like, <laughs> why is this here? Like this is yeah. so not a part of the rest of the army. So there was just these weird... Like, the, the, the rules don't make any have any sense. Like, none of it makes any sense. There's just... So either there's a Hobgoblin release in the future. There was a stalled Hobgoblin release. Um, it's something that didn't quite make it into Old World. I have no idea right now, um, uh, which is odd. Uh, the Blunderbuss miniatures, I think, are very cool. They've got big, uh, like, stone skull helmets, which I think are fun. Uh, the... I'm not out of love i don't hate the ball centaur kind of like special lord i think it's okay
1: i mean he is being directly compared to drazoff and that's just such an incredibly dynamically posed model and this guy just sort of is a bit stunted i agree doesn't look great
0: and then finally whatever this absolute nonsense is, which uh, for the podcast listeners is a, it's described as a maghorn siege tower. It looks like a <laughs> giant rhino rhinoceros with a three tiered, three tiered um, siege engine apparatus stuck on top of it.
1: Um, when you, when you aren't constrained by action from like by the realities of actually having to like, produce your, your creations, you can do some wild stuff. And I th- <laughs> think these guys do get caught in that trap sometimes. Definitely. Um, like, I, I'd, be curious know how, <laughs> I'd be curious to know how many people have ever actually created that. There's only one thing that I think that, that really stands out in my memory that I'd love to point out, which is the rocket launcher, which I, yes, and I think it does hold up. It's the, the rocket launcher met- for these guys? Yes.
0: I'm going to do it. How much is the file for this? 18 you- euros. Are you looking okay. at it? Yeah. Well, no, I'm not looking at the the fire one. I'm look. Sorry, I'm just looking at the siege tower. I'm gonna produce that. <laughs> you want to make this? I think I'm gonna make this because fuck it, why not? <sighs> okay. Right? Why like why not? Like I mean, it's, it's gonna cost silly. about. It's gonna cost what? So the fire eighteen dollars, and I reckon that's a kilo of resin, if it's anything.
1: At least, yeah. So yeah. that's like I mean, look at the base he's on. I mean, that's that's like a night base. Like this guy is a gargantuan squigith with a howdah that's a foot tall.
0: Okay, this is yeah. Okay, so it's like a kilo of resin. So it's like, it's going to be like a a fifty pound miniature, roughly. Like that's that's pretty outrageous. Uh, I'm just going to find the, uh, the 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 hell cannon or whatever it is. Um, yeah, the rocket launcher. The, the rocket launcher. I think. I hope I haven't skipped it. It's
1: next page. No, I think it's in the next page. Uh, the
0: there's another hobgoblin. Oh, there's a rocket launcher. Oh, the rocket launcher does look great.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I really love, love the rock Launcher.
0: All right, okay, this is good. Um, yeah, uh, some men climb mountains, some print minis. Exactly, I'm going to do it. So 50 pounds of 15 hours of printing. It's going to be way more than 15 hours of printing. Are you insane? That's gonna be, <laughs> it's going to be a week's worth of printing. Uh, like the Rocket Launcher is just... very cool. Yeah, it's being loaded by... Uh, by. Oh, I'm not sure what it's quite being loaded by. Is that a uh, Chaos War demons,
1: Some sort of weird not Centaur. Uh, probably would make more sense to give him a horse body. Uh, much so more sense to stuff. give him a horse body, to be and it's being yeah, and it's being run by a not chaos dwarf as well. So yeah, every okay, I just really like the weird the actual machine aspect of, yeah, I think the machine's good.
0: The machine's good. Uh, there's also uh, some hobgoblins also firing off some other missiles as well. This is kind of like it feels like that they just like they got to a certain stage they were like we definitely need to do that, and then they were like okay, so also make the flame cannon. They were like ah golem, <laughs> what about a golem? They like okay,
1: but kudos to them, right? Like they—they are like obviously like you know designing their own stuff and using their own imaginations. They're not just doing one for one copies, which are also wonderful. YMG, keep up the good work.
0: Keep going, Gamak. You got this. Um, uh, Yeah, okay, I agree. All right, so to top it off, because it's kind of where we are now. Because I guess actually, Mm -hmm. post post the 2010 launch. We saw a bunch. Of someone in the chat said that there's other chaos. I think maybe next week we'll maybe we could look at a bunch of other minis and stuff. I'd love to talk about the lore as well. I think that'd be really fun. Uh, talk about armies yeah. and things. Um, uh, but to kind of tie like tie a bow on this whole show. Uh, pretty interesting because uh, we haven't even touched on the fact that like obviously we got the black orcs created from chaos dwarfs or integrated with that as well. Their role in society, which is quite interesting. Uh, and then forgotten about like you know we i know age of sigmar popped out and tomb kings of bretonia famously forgotten about like put to the side put to pasture Chaos dwarves a little bit more unique also put to pasture as well when they were um an interesting army anyway because they were from forge world so they're quite expensive um there was that whole are they real are they not real there was a whole thing um so an interesting army in the space of warhammer fantasy battle because they've been a part of it since the beginning yet weirdly dropped in and out of it over
1: time. Absolutely. Um, and super interesting, too, to see what because, like, the, the the total war interpretation of it, we can maybe compare it to the 8th edition, like the last spotting of, of of the Chaos Wars, but I don't recall an ability to bring, you know, orc, orc uh, auxiliaries in with you. I think you can only bring hobgoblins. Yeah, only hobgoblins, um, yeah. Uh, you know, with you. So, like, there's and like whereas the the total war roster is much more like the full picture of like both the old and the new the newer so the forge world style sort of combined um so it takes from both the style and aesthetic and the units of the you know the the old big hat you know battle days fourth and fifth edition line and it also takes from the forge world line and also takes from you know, having, you know, sort of just orc warriors and black orcs and, and, and auxiliaries. So, like, it is a much more total <laughs> um, version of the Chaos Dwarves, uh, which would be fun to look at and play with. Also, I, I assume you haven't been watching the playthroughs of them, have, have, they have, look have. just absolutely OP. Like, they look like there's no point in playing any other races in Total War. I don't understand. They can just they can just automatically build stuff with their labor. Uh, <laughs> labor. <laughs> labor. Labor. <laughs> they look impossible because i i kind of want to i kind of want to like as as we know i'm a dwarf sympathizer these days and i've been trying to figure out how to like get that that urge out of me to uh to to like you know do you know rep the dwarves and maybe write some wrongs that i saw in in my reading of snick Rot. um so maybe i think when the cast dwarves drop drop maybe i'll just play a thorgrim campaign with like the worst dwarf army one of the worst, one of the worst armies left in in total war that hasn't been touched in forever, and just um, and just we'll and see. just
0: and just literally go to find the Wars and take over their cities and
1: just destroy them, root and, root and nail. I imagine I will just get shit mixed repeatedly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because god damn they look good
0: i mean i one of the things i, I again i think that total does really really well and is a nice mirror like almost an almost a company i i feel like th- when old world releases they are uh they are they are accompanying pieces they are that's impatico they're together versus like at odds or even different universes is does incredibly well at producing the uh environment uh, around the, the, you know, the the infrastructure. Like, for Chaos Dwarves, I've seen a lot of gameplay stuff. Uh, they've got a lot of infrastructure around labor, of course, that steam engines are actually used for going out and doing, like, like trading and, and being the arms manufacturers of a lot of local people. But even when the, you play with any of the other races, you get, like, the camps that they would build and the... Inf- like the, You know what I mean?
1: The economy and tech tree elements of, of the Chaos Dwarves DLC just seems like a different game. Like it looks like there's just so many elements to it. It's wild. Like there's there's a lot of new inputs. There's labor, there's resources, there's manufactured goods. Uh there's like you can shift you know your slaves around from different different places. Like it looks it's there's a lot. You're gonna have there's a lot. You're
0: also also through. if you've seen the Iron Demon gameplay and if you've seen the uh. Skullcracker gameplay. Yeah? And, and if that. you were, and you were to ask yourself, what would a predator look like in a forty k version of this game? Um, that right there is your example of how it would work, in my opinion. Uh, so I would say this is also dev for other game systems, my opinion. But we'll see, um, because it's a highly, it's a high, uh, Ultimately, there are combat units in this army, very much so. But there's also a lot of shooting. Uh, thanks, Nigel Matthew, for donating two gift subs. Thanks, Qe Nigel Matthew wrapping up the nurgle show
1: no he matt. might be coming he might be coming up to play a little little fantasy we'll see we'll i'd see love if that we can get old nurgle matt up here let's go let's go he's uh, a lover of the skaven the skaven really yeah a little, little skaven no, no and i'm sure nurgle, nurgle is th- i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to fully uh slander the man uh out loud but i'm pretty sure he loves his, his, his skaven on the squares
0: well chat if any of you have enjoyed this uh and indeed uh, any of the conversation around the old world, then do let your old world friends know about the game and everything that we're talking about. Um, uh, that would be really cool. Uh, and then let us let people know that you can join us on hashtag Squarebast every Thursday, uh, and also you can check out the YouTube's and podcast whenever you want.
1: Absolutely. Or and regularly. Uh, my my fantasy content plug this week will actually go to uh, what sound like a couple of nice dads uh, talking about Warhammer, uh, something called Garage Hammer. uh and i have have spelunked to like they have over 300 episodes at this point so like they're like the independent characters of what was fantasy than aos Mm. um but they've been around for a very very long time anyway i spelunked all the way back to the beginning of their uh eighth edition content because it's there on their website so i've been listening to them review eighth edition uh, book by book and it's been a lot of fun uh as is their finale episode in which they confusedly discuss what like the episode where aos is released they look back on eighth edition and talk about it um and there's just the confusion and sadness that that the end of fantasy brought to people who love fantasy is just always just awful to listen to and see when you go back no one knew
0: no one one knew what was happening
1: no one had a clue no one had a clue the, the, they knew the world blew up, and they were still like, "But, but really, but okay." But then, and they knew that there was a game coming, and then Age of Sigmar came out, and it was just like it didn't have any rules. Like it didn't have. <laughs> there was no way to pick an army. It was so confused. It was just they. They only like they are disoriented. They don't understand what is going on, and not only that, but like your average fantasy fanboy was treated like absolute shit. All the way through. A mass and trauma then, event. I agree with that bod. Like, but like like it was like you were like, if you really like fantasy and you just wished it could be better, and like you were always hoping for the next edition because that was the thing that like gave you hope that they would like they would give it a real go the next time. And then the next time is, no, actually, we just blew up that thing that you've been clinging to for fucking ten years, hoping that we'd get around to making it better. Now, we're gonna destroy it and then replace it with a game that we didn't even finish writing. Incredible stuff. Just like Tier the tier of level of trolling here is just just wild. It's just vindictive. What's also
0: what's also wild is is that's a company who like then went on and continued to be the most successful miniatures and also tabletop uh, producers in the world. And we just moments ago saw the South Park uh, reference. Like they're literally playing it in South Park. There's going to be an Amazon movie franchise. These like we we a company who very much have got like a lot. They've got a Blizzard moment coming in the very near future that's happening (laughs) like this is of
1: course one of my favorite like the meta sort of like the meta brain of 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 like the company and all that how it develops i think i I will end on this note because i i am at the point where i have to go but i will end on this note which is i think fantasy being completely mutilated destroyed and squandered and then the launch of aos being a catastrophe i think that combination of events is what gives you the company that then got on a very different trajectory because i think they they like it almost i think they almost sunk the ship yeah they did um, they did i and, was brought on board and, at that
0: point they were like we've yeah. we've fucked up
1: yeah so and, and and so i think from the from the ashes of fantasy is is actually a series of terrible choices that they make that eventually you know, someone had to have the wherewithal to realize that hey, this this ship is sinking. We got to do things a little bit differently. And then they did like the one or two obvious things differently, and they're like, "Well, oh, right, good enough." And just for some reason, became the most successful company in the United Kingdom for many years. <laughs> Like literally, they just did the. Uh, it's wild. Anyway, we can we can end there on that delightful note.
0: Well, listen, chat. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks to everyone who listens to hashtag Uh Please do uh, like, like, subscribe, and all that other jazz. Of course. Uh, thanks everyone for hanging out. Uh, see you soon.